0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow With Us is a podcast of In Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Circio Smith, the experience manager at Campus Tulsa. We discuss Campus Tulsa's business model, how Campus Tulsa is reaching out to students on their respective universities, and the importance of internships as work experience and experiencing a city in a new way. with us i'm so excited to have you on my my big boss is in the chair it's <laughs> gonna be so fun
1: thank you for having me you know it's a long time coming you know i've been messing with you about coming on so finally here
0: it's been three months of messing with you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> i
1: finally made it campaign hard enough
0: <laughs> absolutely um yeah so cercio and i got connected um as uh we both joined the campus salsa team kind of around the same time uh me in march and cercio back in april or yeah, did I say March for me? I'm uh, in May. Me and May, Sergio in April, so just a little bit before me, um, and now we work together. Uh, where we make up the engagement team for yeah, Campus Tulsa, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is going to be an interesting dynamic for a conversation because, like, you're—I'm going to ask you questions that I know the answers to, <laughs> and you know when I know the answer to something, I love to tell people what the answer is. <laughs> so I'm going to let you answer, and that. I will definitely. I mean, of course, you're going to be able to tell your own story better than I can. But um, when we get to the campus stuff, let's do it. We'll, we'll tag team. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our audience and uh, tell us your story in whatever way you're comfortable.
1: Yeah. So again, my name is Sergio Smith. I'm from North Tulsa. And those of you who may view this and have seen or heard this story before, I apologize in advance. But <laughs>
0: he's famous.
1: But uh, <laughs> those that don't know me, again, I'm, I'm from North Tulsa. Uh, Born and raised here, Um, I come from a single parent household. I'm two generations removed from reading and writing literacy. And so education is very important to me. And I didn't know early on that that was the track that I was on to really be in the career space that I'm in. I just knew how important it was to go to school and make good grades. It's something my mama always stressed to me. She always pushed, you know, being a forward thinker. I created my own lane even when I was playing sports. So I played football and basketball growing up. And uh, one particular story, she, it was my first time playing organized basketball and I was picking out a jersey number and, you know, I grew up in the Mike area. And so I couldn't mm-hmm. wait to get number 23. Yeah. I came home and she was like, well, what number did you end up getting? I was like, 23. I'm excited about it. And she's like, I knew you was going to do that. This, this look at disappointment. I was like, what'd I do wrong? And she was like, well, everybody else is taking you should be you. I think you should go find a number that you like, that you identify with. And, you know, when you're playing sports, I don't want you to just think about playing. I want you to think about being an owner one day or what does it mean to be a manager and all those different things. So she would instill that in me, you know, at a, at a young age. And that's just always been my, my thought process. And so I uh, went to middle school, high school here, East Central and Nathan Hill. And then, um, you know, a lot of what I feel like a lot of students here but like they gotta leave to go and be successful, um, to have opportunities or chances outside of Tulsa. And that was my mindset too, which you know I know we'll dive into it, but a very expensive decision to leave, but I don't you know, regret any of the, the things that I learned along the way, but very expensive lesson. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that your mom was already, already given you some nuggets of wisdom and I know she's uh, pretty involved in your life <laughs> To this day, and so I bet those I bet those nuggets keep coming. Oh yeah, whether you oh, want yeah. them or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that
1: go.
0: <laughs> but that one, I mean, that specific example you brought up is so is so important. And I think like I don't know that's such a good thing to say to a kid as mm-hmm. at a young age. Like you need to be you. You don't need to think that being another person or you know emulating another person is going to help you be you more. It's going to maybe estrange you from yourself. Exactly. More. Yeah. um yeah. And that's I, I don't know. I, I think that. As a kid, we needs we need people telling us that uh in like a gentle way, not mm-hmm. in like a you know harsh or anything like that, but someone that cares and someone that's going to push you to to grow into yourself instead of, I guess the alternative would be growing to something that you're not, and yeah, then absolutely. kind of the identity crisis that comes along with that. So
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. It was I mean it was important because I. And I was actually having a conversation about this a few days ago. I never had to look outside of my family for inspiration. Um, I come from a big um, family—four sisters, three brothers. Like everybody that I looked up to, who was around me, you know, I grew, drew a lot of my inspiration from them. So I never had to look up to, you know, entertainers or anybody else outside of my family, just because of who they were and, and how much they pushed me and really encouraged me to do the things that. I wanted to set out to do, and also learning from their mistakes, so having that in house i mean it was invaluable, and then having somebody you know like my mom would really push and not let me just settle for anything average like absolutely you know, I can't think of enough so
0: yeah i and I think an a, an interesting like uh parallel that kind of you and i uh, we've never like personally talked about, but um it's definitely uh a huge part of my life, and it sounds like a little bit of yours as well is like sports mm-hmm. kind of like. Sports, uh, is a psychological experiment <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, like reflect and kind of observe like how, uh, every sport sporting dynamic or engagement I ever was a part of had so many factors at play. It allowed me to see myself differently. I was able to see myself as part of something and also individually, um, the games, the, the games, the sports or sports games I played. Um, I did baseball, cross country and uh, swimming were like my main three Uh, swimming, I think is really the one that I felt the most comfortable in. But that's such an interesting sport um, in terms of like a team dynamic, because like in high school, you are on a team that kind of like you score points like Mm -hmm. your individual thing like scores the team's points um and then baseball like your individual performance like plays into like the way that everybody else does which is like football too and and basketball as well but um you have to think about the interpersonal elements going on there like having people there to support you having people there to encourage you or tear you down like it's it's really interesting i I think that i i i draw those parallels to like the way that we work now in in a lot of ways because like we are we're a team the Mm -hmm. those same vocabulary words kind of come together like you know, are you enabling me to do my job better and vice versa? Are we like helping our team look good out there? Right, right. <laughs> you know, like it's it's such an interesting like uh I guess metaphor to compare the two because we really do have like a common goal and we want to win. Okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of what a, it feels like.
1: That's a fact. And and I mean you you touched on it in terms of the You know, lessons learned from being in a team sport and then, you know, having individual goals or things that you want to accomplish. But always having that North Star with the the main goal and objective is, is to win. And so, you know, when it comes to work, you know, I'm always open to your ideas and approaching you with different conversations. And really, you know, I love to collaborate. And I know that goes back to just having a sports background. I was never the biggest, the strongest, the fastest on the teams that I played, but I think that was my first introduction into leadership yeah. and what it looked like to not be the star of the team, but to have an instrumental role that people, you know, would follow and listen to what I had to say, despite me not being 6'4", 260 yeah. and run, you know, 4'3". Quality of character. It, yeah, the character, consistency, and just being disciplined in what I was doing, and selfless, you know, understanding that at the end of the day, it was about us winning um growing our brotherhood together and really just going out there and having fun. I mean, that's what it's yeah. about at the end of the day is having fun too. So, you know, when it comes to work and you and I and how we collaborate and work with each other, that's always the element of it too is we, we want to have fun at the end of the day and we want our students and who we interact with to see that not just as a show, but that's how we really show up every day and the experiences that we um cultivate and we grow and we build on is it's for that. It's for them to yeah. see toast in a unique way um, because you know we, we understand the pressures and how hard it is to win um, and not lose sight of, of the important things, which is relationships and um, and growing. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think you and I both kind of approach the spirit of work in a similar way. Like, I think I like that you framed it kind of like having fun. Sometimes I don't think about work as fun, but like I end up having fun at work. Mm-hmm. But also like the way that you and I like show up to work. Uh I think kind of has like some similarities to like I don't know. I don't always dress like a professional.
1: <laughs> Understood. <laughs>
0: and uh, you know what that what that means kind of to me is like why do I have to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't want to dive too deep off this this clip and kind of talking about our interpersonal working strategy, because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, but, um, I think it was, it was going of good to touch on this stuff and kind of what informs all of our work, all of our right. decisions and, um, you know, kind of lay some context for both of us. Um, and a lot of that shared context, I think between us too, comes from like growing up in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure. you and I, you and I both have experiences in this town that, um, are probably very different from each other, but, um, have been in the same geography. And so Mm -hmm. the compare and contrast of the two is really important. And I I really like that we get to kind of highlight those experiences with Tulsa on this podcast um, and with every guest, because it is not a unilateral experience here. You do not, not everyone has the same experience as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, now as like a working professional, like we all go through those changes. And so I'm curious, kind of, like, from your perspective, you know, what has been your relationship with Tulsa and, and kind of through those lenses?
1: Yeah, I would say early on, um, again, that flight response was my relationship with Tulsa. You know, growing up out north, I really didn't travel outside of of north. And when I say north, I'm not talking about Pine and Peoria, further down, yeah. um, you know, 46 in Hartford, you know, where a lot of my family still resides in the area. And so we never really left that side of town. You know, really, until I think, I believe when I was like 11, 12, we moved out east, and that's when I started to go to Lewis and Clark and East Central. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, even that still was just, it was one small part of the city. And so, um, yeah, I just didn't really have a connection to it. Uh, obviously not learning about uh, Black Wall Street, Greenwood, um, those weren't taught in the schools at all. I believe my only real true cultural experience was when I was in elementary school. I uh, went to Elcott Elementary, and we would do a lot around the, the city in terms of, like, the north side when I say that, but um, anything outside of that that I didn't know much about. And so, yeah, my relationship was, it was like, I just, I have to go. I don't see opportunities here, and I want to experience something else. Um, but... Being back now as a working adult and living in different places. I've lived in Kansas, I've lived in California, um, Texas. And the one aspect of the city that I truly admire is is the community, is the relationships that we build here. Um, a lot of the people that I'm around, it's not transactional. A lot of these relationships are, are transformative and people are, are really here to help us build and grow and see the potential you as a person and not just celebrate the wins with you, but when they're in the trenches. And so having that community here, I it's invaluable. Like I could never really put a monetary value on it on how much it means to me. So, and then just understanding the quality of life. Um, I'm not saying the toast is perfect, it's it's not as far from it. it, has its flaws. But when I look at uh just being able to be home at a certain time, um leave at a certain time and not stress about an hour and a half traffic, you know leaving the house at six to be at work by eight yeah. I know it goes a long way, especially when you start you know you're having a family and a, and a child and figuring out your schedules and different things like that and so yeah, and I had that also that experience too with just when I say disconnected from the city because you know it's segregated in many ways and you know people live on different sides of town there's not a lot of interactions even in my neighborhood now um you know although i'm blessed i'm i'm Thankful to be in it, it's not a lot of folks that look like me there. So I still have to take the same precautions of not running with a hood on at night. Or I always think about, you know, it just takes one person to not recognize who I am in the neighborhood and it become, it becomes more than what it needs to be because they're not familiar with seeing somebody like me in the area. So yeah, it's still those things, but you know, I think just the connection and community I've built. And as a young adult, is what I I really want to push and highlight to, you know, yeah. our young folks that yeah, it's always good to go and travel and explore different things. But you know, when you have a home, you know, you shouldn't have to leave it for any other reason other than you just choose to.
0: Yeah, I think kind of uh, figuring out where you're planted and and where you're going to put your roots down mm-hmm. kind of makes that it's kind of hard. Because some people don't see those roots mm-hmm. in their hometown. Mm-hmm. They they think of like I was put here. And I don't I didn't want to be. And I think you kind of I think for me, I, I share that kind of same feeling of like, everything I wanted to do was not here. That was how I felt originally, or, I, or at least I didn't know, right. I didn't know what was out there. And I was wanting to explore it. And so kind of like landing back in Tulsa, you know, not necessarily sure how I was going to be received, or, you know, what opportunities were going to be had, especially because it was the pandemic when opportunities were were few and far between it was I think a a really like pleasant surprise to know that there was like you said, those the capacity to have trans uh transformational relationships as opposed to transactional relationships, mm-hmm. of which I had just came from an environment where everything was transactional. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Same. college was I I talk I talk mess on my undergraduate experience all the time <laughs> on this podcast. Um it's not that I'm not grateful for it, but like in terms of like the way I felt like I was treated on a consistent basis, it's completely different Um, here in Tulsa. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, so my undergrad, like I said, it was a very costly experience for me. So leaving, I didn't really know the difference between public and private institutions. Um, I missed OLAP, which is Oklahoma's promise now by a 10th of a point. And so I tell students all the time, you know, that 10th of a point cost me $60,000 in student loans. And so having that, um, not having the connections, right, the community uh, and really being connected to, whether it was counselors at school, if it was community organizations that were working and rallying behind that, I missed that. I didn't have it. So I had to really figure out a lot of it on my own. And um, I went to, I'm going to say to give him a little shine, Ottawa (laughs) University Um, up in Kansas. Never heard of Ottawa. I had a, had a, a friend at the time, a partner, he went there. And I didn't know what it was, but it was just, outside of Tulsa. So I was like, anything that would get me away from here, yeah. I'm, I'm down to go to. But um, it's a all-white rural town, so you can imagine the culture shock that yeah. exists and a lot of the treatment that happened. It was around the time President, uh, then President Obama was elected. So, you know, dealing with you know racism in all forms, overt, um, implicit. I mean, it was across the board. And yet, I had to figure out how to show up as a student amongst all of those things. And I just show up, but perform well because they have a high academic standard. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I didn't come in with that most students they recruit to go there, yeah. you know, come in prepared with. So, yeah, those those four, three and a half years there, uh, you know, it was very difficult. And being away from Tulsa, I started to see the things that really meant a lot to me and what was important and mm-hmm. what I needed to really established who I was now in this next chapter yeah. of life. And so when the opportunity came for me to come back, back in, what was it, 2013, it wasn't my first decision. wasn't my first choice, but I just looked at it as, you know, hey, I, I know I've been here for a while. I've been in Kansas. I've experienced this, but I know I now have more resources and a different mindset and skills that I can apply. So what, let's see what the city has. And over that, you know, four, three and a half, four years, things have grown. It would look different than when I left. yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I started kind of my journey getting into nonprofit and workforce development. So,
0: yeah. And so you've had some time at um, my brother's keeper with the, with impact Tulsa you've had some time with the job core. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now we're here. We're both here mm-hmm. at uh, Campus Salsa, yep. holding it down, holding it down <laughs> as best we can,
1: for sure. Yep. Um,
0: so yeah, I, I think let's uh, thank you. also thank you for sharing. I think a lot of that um, is really going to resonate with some people in terms of, you know, I think it's it's always scary to leave your hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, some people aren't scared to leave it, but it, it's scary once you start to to live that experience, to uh, you know, put yourself in that new environment, but. Um, I think you and I both kind of share the sentiment of like it was something that helped me realize how much I how much value I had in it. Um, mm-hmm. when I might not have put that same stock in it beforehand. Right. Um, and so I, I think it's it's kind of nice to prove yourself wrong sometimes uh, as an opportunity to grow because you know it, it it you're able to recognize where you're coming from and and where you're going oh, uh, absolutely. on multiple occasions. So um so, yeah, we, we're kind of both now in this uh, Campus Tulsa space and um, what we do. I actually don't think I've talked about what I do um, for Campus Tulsa since I made the switch. So Let,
1: this, let, let the folks know. This
0: is about four months uh, in, the, in the making. So we've talked a little bit about you know, our respective backgrounds and everything. And, and now we've kind of landed at this Campus Tulsa uh, role. And I'm really excited to, to kind of talk about it for the first time on camera and tell the people what we do and um you know we did have uh brooke randalls on the podcast last year um kind of telling us about campus Tulsa that our team has grown from one to four which is exciting um that includes both you and me and then also brooke smart on our team um and i, I have to say we're, we're quite the 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 foursome we're quite the we, we do we all kind of attack uh different elements of the business with like a different lens and um, I think it's really cool to kind of see how we teamwork and teamwork together and uh, let's kind of talk about what Campus Tulsa does I'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about yeah we
1: do so shout out to Brooke and I am not going to try to fill her shoes in terms of providing information she's the expert and leads the show but you know the role that we play we touched on a little bit earlier about engagement So we want to be, if not the number one resource and hub for internships. And it was important for me to really get back into this space. I say get back into this space of, I've spent four years in education working directly with Impact Tulsa, which was eye-opening to be able to go to the school district and learn about, you know, the ins and outs and what's taking place, what resources are needed, and convening community partners around that. But to now shift into the workforce development phase and internships being such a critical part of my college transition where I, I was able to see myself as a professional and get affirmation I didn't even know I needed being in the internship, right? Working closely with the director and other colleagues that were there who were pouring wisdom into me. And yes, there are aspects of an internship where you have to do a lot of the grunt work, but... You know, I was embraced it all, and I was excited for it. And so now, to be able to lead engagement strategies around internships, i really highlighting the value of it. Uh, you know, we talk about it at different speaking engagements that we have. It's a it's a try before you buy, so it's an opportunity not just for companies to look at interns and see if they're a good fit, but it's also beneficial for interns to see if the company's a good fit for them or if this focus their major, what they're majoring in is is a uh, you know, the pathway that they want to continue to pursue. So mm-hmm. doing that, I mean, it was it, being a part of Impact Tulsa team, knowing that that's our, our goal, to be the hub for internships, uh, just all things student-related, um, you know, is very important to me. And so that's a little bit behind the scenes, but we talk about the engagement side of it. You know, if you look at all of our Instagram posts, anything on social media, Evan spearheads that. So we're meeting students where they are so they can get the information about our offerings. Um, one of our big things that we do is during the summer, summer programming, and we highlighted, wanted to highlight the, essentially what we looked at Tulsa and said, what are the the key connectors? What are the elements to it? What are the fabrics of Tulsa? And two things came to mind, came top of mind, which was community and culture. So a lot of our summer programming is aimed at highlighting those things, really working directly with local businesses minority-owned businesses having pop-up shops there so not only are we talking about it but we're spending the money and we're bringing traffic there so that way interns students are able to see these places that they might not be familiar with and interact with folks that they you know typically maybe on a day-to-day basis wouldn't interact or see and then also you know sporting events is is a big thing here arts is a big thing and so we did a lot during the summer to connect everybody in that way and thankful to have the resources that we do at campus to be able to do that. So that's that's a huge part of it. You know, we're in the thick of "quote unquote" recruitment season where we're on college campuses, meeting with students, doing the groundwork, so one that can learn about us and what we do, which again is is really connect students to internships, quality internships, um, and get them in a space of uh, exploration, um, problem solving. Root cause analysis, different things like that. So one, I can get to learn who they are as a person, but then what the city has to offer. And so I'm excited about it. Uh, it's been a lot of work to get to the fall strategy building off of the momentum we have for the summer. And so yeah, I'm I'm thankful to have you on um, alongside me to to carry out the mission and make pivots when we need to, but really just connect to the with the students. You know, we're student driven, student centered, and so we're co developing things alongside them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we have. Uh... Thank you for sharing that. We, we've we got lots of things that I think the Campus Tulsa team is doing. That's pretty novel and unique to the opportunity creation uh, ecosystem that we're kind of all a part of. And so I, I think the main thing that I, I feel the most connected to and kind of the work that I'm doing right now is like managing our uh, our job board. And so, you know, right now, if you're listening to this, you can go on to campusulsa.com and look at our job board. And so that's something that I manage and uh, I'm able to uh, use technology and and use uh, some of our resources from in Tulsa to uh, have a really good view on a da- daily basis, like how many opportunities we have available in the city for an internship right now. And so, you know, I'll, I'll dox us on the time and, and day and everything. We're, we're here on September 18th uh, uh, in 2023. And right now we have over 40 internships actively recruiting on our website. And so kind of like the important thing about that for a student or anyone that is listening like that, that knows a student, um, these opportunities come and go quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what I have seen kind of in this uh, new space, like uh, working with the corporations and understanding their recruitment cycles is that from an intern pers- internship perspective, they are front loading that in the first semester which feels so different for me from mm-hmm. my, or from my experience, because like I wasn't looking for an internship until it was basically too late. Same. Uh, and, and how do we write that wrong? Well, it's, you know, it takes an organization like what we do, like campus to uh, create that opportunity and create that connection point for them. Um, if the company's not doing it and the company's doing everything they're supposed to do. They're going to the career fairs, they're posting on their own social media, but uh, I, I think that there's an element of what we do, like being on the students' campuses and and talking to different groups that they're students talking to students um, that is what's creating a, a different opportunity for us and another program that I like to highlight because I think it's really cool and I really want to um, kind of discuss more and and I'm excited to, I'm excited for how it's going to grow is we have campus ambassadors on Absolutely. all of our campuses um, so right now we actually have Um, Signed on uh, ambassadors for Langston University and the University of Tulsa with hoping to expand that reach as much as possible um, to other campuses. But the main, uh, I I would say the main thing that we get from that and the student gets from that is, I guess I'll start with us. Uh, We get boots on the ground at all these universities that will have students looking for opportunities. And, you know, the student gets the opportunity to connect with other students one they get paid. Oh, I forgot to mention that. All of our internships are paid. 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 <laughs> I, I think that's a huge part of the campus model that I don't want to undersell or oversell, but it, it's a huge thing to consider. Like Unpaid opportunities to grow and to get on-the-job experience is not, is not the future. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want anyone to begin to rationalize to themselves that their labor, their work, the products they create, is something that's not worth being compensated
1: No, before. for sure. Yeah, and I've been on both sides of, of the coin where I was in charge of internships that weren't paid. And so for a student who needs that opportunity, not just for the experience side, right? That's a luxury. And I don't think that that's a layer that really gets peeled back. For us to, or anybody in general that's in this internship space and the selling point is, is where you can have experience and you get the network and you do all, for some of these students, being able to just only focus on that, and that's a luxury. Yeah, You have a lot of students who use that income to supplement other things. So I've been on both sides of it where I had to do a lot of the um, conversations and really inform students when I didn't have money to pay them for an internship, the importance of being exposed to different things, networking, all those things, right? And it's a very hard sale. Yeah. And I would honestly understand when they would say, no, I can't do it. Like I work a full-time job. It's not, this is not worth me. I'm uh, missing out on money to pay my bills to go and may get an opportunity to get a full-time job here. And so, us paying, having paid internships is a game changer. I think when we were, not think, when we were meeting with some folks a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about our niche, like, you all have a space uh, in this area where it, you have a niche that nobody else has. And so, I know that being able to pay interns and also offer housing is big. is huge. Yeah. Uh, and then having the resources and the partnerships to or collaborators to uh, provide transportation to different things that we offer is is monumental you you can't really underscore that and so having campus ambassadors uh, not only be a part of a team and act on our behalf but to also pay them for their time uh, and they're also being a resource for us you know i would really say once we get to a point to where they don't need us for anything. I know that we're humming and we're moving in the yeah. direction we need to. Because it's important for students to collaborate with other students. I have all the knowledge in the world, want the greatest outcomes, but there's still, and I feel like I'm pretty tapped in on what's going on um, with our young folks, but there's still this element of, I don't know. Yeah. And so for another student to come and talk about the importance of an internship or talk about their college experience, um, and why it's important to work with an organization like us, um, it's, in, it's invaluable to have those, those students on campus really um, working the ground for us like that. And so I'm excited to continue to see it build and you manage that. And, you know, we experiment and pilot different things along the way, but they're grateful for the people that have entrusted us with their time you know, to, to do it and you knowing that this is going to build and there's going to be somebody else that feels that same seat in those shoes as a campus ambassador next year and they'll be able to pass that knowledge along and also recruit for us and say, hey, I did this. This may be an opportunity that you didn't know about. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a really cool opportunity for us to continue to foster that relationship uh, on campus with the students and also on campus with the support staff because I think that's something that, Uh, last week we went to, we were at TCC's, uh, day of caring and, you know, while we were giving our little pitch about like what we do at campus to the group of students that were there volunteering. Uh, I think it kind of came up in the way I was talking about it, which, you know, kind of isn't always, it's, it's a running script in my head. It's not something I have going uh, I don't have it memorized or anything. Yeah. Uh, but there was an, uh, something that I had ended up saying about like getting connected to us in order to find the right type of resources for like a professional development opportunity. Right. And then it just came out also like, or we can help get you back connected to the resources on your campus, which I think is like how Campus Tulsa can stay campus centric in a way of like supporting the universities, like campus, yeah. helping them reach the student if we're reaching students better than they are which you know i would say that's a little bit i would say it's rare but we have the opportunity to do that a lot more as we, especially as we have folks like our ambassadors and people that know the campus holson name we will be able to kind of funnel students back, back to their to, own resources yeah. and tell them the importance of of why because we have these opportunities that are available to the students and they have someone on campus that can help them get that opportunity if they name it.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think that's why we can be an asset in that space, is to help build the capacity for the things that are already there. Um, And so having career services folks on campus and being a bridge for the student and those type of opportunities that are on campus is, is big. So to build the capacity for it and not come in and say, this is what we're gonna do And it feels like if I'm a faculty member that this is an additional thing that I have to do It's more work on top of the work that I'm not able to accomplish now uh, can be daunting and overwhelming. But when we come in from um, an asset framing approach and we're wanting to build capacity and we're connecting students back to their campus so that they can have a better experience overall, it's a win-win for everybody. And, um, you know, that's a great point you know, that you, that you teased out is that we can build the capacity and and get students back connected to resources that they already have available to them. And we can just stay in our lane and do what we do and not try to, you know, be something that we're not and over promise and deliver, which is not.
0: We're connectors. I mean, in in all, in every sense of the word, we're connecting students to internships and we're also connecting them back to the resources. resources,
1: available to them. Absolutely.
0: So another thing that I think is pretty new about our program, and I'm, I'm excited to Add some con- context and some verbiage, and you know, just talk about it for people that are interested. Is uh, our new sponsorship model that we launched? So, do you mind kind of giving us a little overview of that, and I'll fill in any details. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: <a> sponsorship model. <laughs> I'll say this: in the beginning, this is uh, Brooks, the method to the madness. She had the vision for it and was mapping it out. And I can say, in the beginning, it's not that I didn't believe in it. I was like, I. I, this is amazing, but how we're going to put it together and having us all, again, you mentioned we're a small but mighty team. Um, the four of us in the room in, in uh, Muneb as well, really ironing it out to figure out what makes sense all the way down to color schemes and names of different sponsorship models. There's a lot that went into it. And um, yeah, I think that it's an opportunity for companies and organizations to reinvest into upcoming talent. And so a lot of the things that we've been doing in the past have been complimentary services. And so we wanna be able to branch out and do more and money makes the world go round, right? Like we can't run from that conversation. We know we need the capital to continue to build and operate in the spaces that we're in now, but then also grow and scale what we're trying to do. So yeah, the sponsorship model is different levels of it uh, based on you know where your organization is, is positioned and how you can feed back into the talent. You know, we have different levels on it. I won't get into the specifics of that because I, 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 I finally <laughs> butchered the, the, uh, the models. But I think that it, it is a, it's a model that exists already and has been proven successful. And so we're bringing it here to Tulsa to you know, really drive the traffic to the program. And we have a thing that we know employers are seeking. And we have a thing that we know students are seeking. So that's the employers, the information and knowledge, the resources, and then for the employers, it's the students. So this, I gotta shout out Evan on this, building out a database where we can tell you who the student is, where they reside, what their major is, um, the engagement that they had with us, that's information that is critical for an organization to really feel the roles that they're trying to to fill and for us to be a hub and a resources to be able to do that, to be a liaison and a bridge you know, I'm I'm excited to roll the model out. And we've already got some buzz around it and people are anticipating it and saw it coming, you know, for a while now. And yeah, to be able to pour actual resources into it, it's an investment into our students. And, you know, I know it'll go a long way.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, just some things that I would kind of highlight as major parts of the sponsorship model is that it's kind of broken down into, uh, into some sections that I think really just highlight why... Our services are important and, uh, and and worth paying for because of the opportunities that they can provide to students and the organizations. So, you know, we've got four major sections: one being the access to diverse talent; uh, the second being employer branding and visibility; our third being onboarding and engagement tools; and then fourth is uh, some special opportunities that we have available to um, some of those sponsors that kind of donate at the highest level, but. Now, I want to focus a little bit in on like the access to diverse talent because that's a that's a huge I'm glad you teased that one it's a it's a huge <laughs> part of what we do when we have our engagement strategies on these campuses. I think historically, internships have been you know available to and uh, available to a specific demographic of folks on campuses that are e- either already highly resourced and uh, highly connected. And we want to create the opportunity for, you know, underserved and under-resourced students to have the same opportunities as those folks. And that is where we are. That's where our strategy is focusing yeah. on.
1: And I, and I would say that for me, that's probably the part of the model that resonates with me the most and the one I'm most passionate about is that uh, diverse aspect of it. And it's not just in terms of just ethnicity. It's, it's about so much more. Um, than that when we talk about diversity, because you and I both have a similar story about internships and how we got engaged with it and had we had the right resources available to us, just the information to do it, we wouldn't have had to wait last minute to get an internship. I mean, I had to get 480 hours in a month. And I found out through another student. She connected me to it. I was like, if, if she she came up through, <laughs> she's like, if I don't know about it, I know you don't know about it. So we need to sit down and fill out this internship paperwork. And there's a lot of students that are in that situation or students that don't even recognize or know that they are an intern. Yeah. Like, like You are an intern. Like you have the capabilities and the skill sets. You just need the opportunity. And so for us to one, have data that we look at that's very informative and to zoom in on the data and then come out with strategies on how we want to improve what we're seeing. So being at a Langston campus and getting out ahead of time to talk about the internship applications that are open now in a specific industry sector, because historically those students we haven't seen come through that pipeline is because they just haven't been introduced to it. They don't know about the internship applications when they close, deadlines and stuff. And so to put that out in the open now and to be there and they see us and we can say apply for it right now, even internships that aren't directly aligned to your major and it's something that you have an outside interest in that you want to learn about, apply for it. Don't get, what is it, a, a paralysis by analysis or something yeah. like that. And Don't get stuck overthinking that I don't meet these bullet points on the application, so therefore I shouldn't apply for it. That's not that's not what an internship is, and that's not what we're pushing for. And we want to get those students that we know need the opportunity and the resources to connect them to the internships. And we know companies are trying to figure it out, too. And yeah. so for us to be in the middle of it and to have that foresight and the connections and the relationships want, more important um, than anything, having the relationships and to build the trust on both sides, talking about organizations and companies and with the students and we deliver on what we say we're uh, aiming for, you know, is big. And so we're seeing that. I think we're seeing a shift in who participate in internships this summer. And I think that the more we continue to have that all ties, raise, both boats approach, which for me and for my improvement science folks, is targeted universalism, which is you have a very specific um, strategy f- to meet a need for a specific group of people. And then ultimately everybody is, is improves or quality of life improves overall because of that. So you know, it's the whole saying about, you know, you can, uh, when they say pull yourself up by your bootstrap, well, if you don't have the right shoe size, if you don't have a boot at all, you can't do it. Yeah. Right? And so I feel like we're meeting students where they are. Expose them to the opportunities you talked about, professional development opportunities that we uh, offer as well. So to bring all of that home and package that in one deal, and we can be a one-stop shop for that. You know, i I know we'll have more and more students, you know, historically, who haven't participated in internships. Grow.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I I think you I think you gave it a good button on that. And you no, know, the last thing that I would add is that really I think. Uh, Speaking to the employers or speaking to the folks that are out here creating opportunities for folks, um, creating internship opportunities, uh, just to speak to why our sponsorship model exists is it allows for us to put on the programming that can, you know, specifically be a, we've heard from students that have gone through our campus Tulsa program that they consider Mm -hmm. Tulsa differently than they did Mm -hmm. at the start of the summer. Uh, versus the end. Once they, you know, showed up to some of our events or was, were exposed to the working uh, ecosystem that's here, you know, I think being here and, and working and playing and living your life, you know, even for a short time, like three months or even two months with some of these internships, we're seeing that Tulsa is starting to be on pe- more people's radar. And that's something that we think is worth investing in.
1: And think about that though, right? Two months, for us to be involved in a person's life for just that short amount of time. And the perception shift about Tulsa and where they see themselves living, working, playing, experiencing life, for that to shift, and we got an overwhelming response behind it. Like, that's big. So if you can take two months and you stretch that out over X amount of years, I mean, you'll start to really impact lives of a lot of people. And I think that that's probably the thing I'm most proud about from the summer is the perception about, you know, the city. Cause I do have a love for Tulsa and to share that and for other people to get connected to it, whether they're from here, which is important, because even if you're from here, there are probably things that you haven't experienced as well. And then I have talent from, you know, out of state or, you know, in close proximity and they're looking at Tulsa like, hey, I didn't know nothing about it before I got here. And I was actually kind of skeptical yeah. and really didn't want to come, but-
0: I heard something on the Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs>
1: something on the news or whatever. But then to get here and experience it, again, it goes back to this revenue model and how that allows us to push and be more creative in who we uh, collaborate with, the things that we're including in our programming to, to build out the sustainability, right? Because yeah. I won't be here forever. You won't be here forever and to lay the foundation and to have the financial backing behind it, it'll be well-sustained long after we're gone. So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so if you are interested in, you know, I think seeing a specific breakdown of what what we're talking about uh, from a Campus Tulsa perspective or um, Campus Tulsa sponsorship model, I'd love to invite you to visit our website. If you go to campustulsa.com and scroll across to partners, Scroll down, you'll see our 2023 corporate sponsorship plan that is available on our website and And live right now. It's live. You can um, contact our team specifically. Uh, You'll if you reach out, you'll reach out to Brooke Smart, who's definitely uh, one of the nicest people you ever meet, and uh, she'll get you on the right track. She's the glue to getting. To work with us
1: to use the glue
0: so kind of a question i'd like to pivot into as we round out this discussion about like campus tulsa internships what we're doing for kind of this you know longevity of diverse talent and uh, creating opportunities for young minds here in tulsa i think is you know for i want to create an opportunity for both you and i to reflect on what we would have liked to have uh, yeah. or how we would have felt had we had something like campus tulsa in our in our lives during our um college years. And so, yeah. So like, what do you think, how, how do you think you would have reacted to something like campus Tulsa or how could we have helped, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old Circio, if we were around with this, uh, while you were a student?
1: I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I will say having a campus Tulsa available when I was younger in that young adult early space, just getting into college. I I think it just would have helped me dream bigger, right? Like, I only knew what I knew. I only Mm. saw what I saw. But to be exposed to more at at that critical age and stage would have been very beneficial for me, not just from a career standpoint, but the networking and relationships I could have built early on. Because networking wasn't a thing, really until I was probably say I was maybe a sophomore or junior when I started understanding what that meant. Oh, you got a networker, you go to this conference, you'll meet so many people here. I don't really know what networking meant, you know what I mean? But to have that and you have people that can actually explain it to you, what networking is, why it's important, uh, for you to get on the job training is, I mean, you can't put a price tag on it. So I think that me having that maybe would have shifted what I saw myself doing There's a lot of careers that I didn't know existed, um, you know, and being able to kind of do a deeper dive into who I am. I'm a natural problem solver. I love solving problems. And so what type of internship could I align with, you know, at that age where, you know, hey, it takes a lot of critical thinking, a lot of analysis to do it. You know, I'm pretty sure it's a job description that fits that. Right. And so just not being exposed to it. I started to make the best of what I had. But I look back and, and when we go on campus now and all these students are talking about what they're majoring in, like I didn't even ever heard that before. I know that was a thing, but I'm glad that you're in it. So now you can explain it to me. Um, I think it's just amazing to have a resource like a Campus Tulsa. It would have been amazing to have a resource like Campus Tulsa to connect me to all these different aspects and career opportunities um, and not just your stage, right? Because coming from Tulsa, especially where I, where I was from, i only seen people either work for the city and that's no knock against anybody that works for the city. Um, it was a city, or it's like your local plants, like a Bama mm-hmm. or a Whirlpool. I really didn't know too much else outside of that from a career standpoint. So knowing that it was more out there, but just weren't connected to it, you know, limited my scope. But absolutely, you know, now looking back at it, I don't want that to be a repeated cycle. Uh, so I'm, I'm very grateful to be in a position now to really express that, tell my story. You know, hopefully it connects and resonates with students. And really, you know, push what we offer directly in front of them. Say, so, hey, this is this is for you. Don't run from it. You know, mm-hmm. embrace it. And we're here to ask answer any questions that you may have about that. It's gonna be a journey. You are gonna have your ups and downs, but yeah, yep.
0: I think I think that's a very similar answer that I would say as well. I I I think the main thing for me, you know, in in response to this question is that I, I think that it would have meant something to me to know that someone cared about me coming back to Folsom. Mm-hmm. because you know, growing up here, growing up, uh, you know, elementary, middle and high school here, it, it kind of felt like Tulsa would have said bye to me, like I was saying bye to it, you know, Mm -hmm. and for something, some people, some organization to have a vested interest in me finding an opportunity that was going to further my career, no matter where that, what, where that takes us. I mean, I think, I think it's something to keep in mind. We really do like want to create an opportunity for anyone to explore their vested interests that they put into college and in a a work experience i think that's truly the the brass tacks of it all of course we would love for you to stay in tulsa but the opportunity for someone that went to college in state out of state but from tulsa to see opportunities in tulsa is is huge it's that's the biggest thing that i wish that i had as well as like that career exposure for sure and then that care from someone uh, that, you know, I, I had something available to me or I could navigate, I could I could have the confidence to navigate like working here. That's a big thing for me as well. Um, and then lastly, I think the main thing would be, you know, I, I wish that I had known, I kind of guess I said this already, but I guess I had known, wish I would known all that was out there. And I think that it also could have brought more people that, also left Tulsa back here as earlier on because that's something like I've navigated as an adult like you know everybody else was like yeah see you later I'm bouncing and then I I came back kind of at an impromptu time just because the pandemic and stuff um and I, I was the only one that kind of boomeranged back and now I see all this opportunity for folks and you know I'm the first to hear about it. It
1: feels like yeah
0: i'm I'm ready to spread the good news. but you know, all the people that I grew up with uh, they, they didn't have that opportunity to see Tulsa in that way, and so they've already started building their lives up elsewhere
1: and you know, you just pointed out something and it made me think, um, and I agree with everything you just said about that having someone or voice or community or whatever to really place emphasis on like why it's important for you to stay, why it's important for you to be here and grow and always call this place home. I really didn't understand really the value of the city until I met folks that weren't from here. It was a small collective when I moved back in 2013 and um, they were from either larger cities or close by. And they were exposing me to things I didn't even know was here, and so having that, I was like, "Man, this is not as bad as I like I originally thought." And to be a professional now and trying to figure out my career pathway uh, was was important. And so having that, right, like it took a community outside of the community that I grew up in yeah, to really find the value in a city that you know I was born and raised in. And um, you know, I'm I'm thankful for that opportunity then that I have, but it didn't come from you know the mainstays or uh, corporations or organizations. It was people who were just like, hey, I look like you, I talk like you, I dress like you. We need to connect. We got to figure this thing out together. And so, yeah, when you said that, it it made me think about what would that have been like to get that from somebody that was from here?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Or, you know, just a leader or anybody that could have communicated that to me, because, you know, we, I talk about that whenever we go and visit. Like, we want you to choose Tulsa, you know, at some point in your journey. Yeah, I'm not saying stay. I'm not saying don't go and explore that We want you to go and, and do all that. I think anybody does. Um, but know that this is a space where you can also grow and live the quality of life that you, that you want. And, um yeah, we want to be that voice that we're talking about, yeah. right? To be that connector, so.
0: Absolutely. I think, I think we've given a lot of things. I think we have given people a lot of things to think about. Um, and especially, I just want to plug last thing. Uh, if there's any students out there listening to this, if someone sent you this podcast or you know I'm out here plugging it on our social media Absolutely. and you found it from there, uh, definitely consider what we're talking about and uh, these perspectives. And then also reach out to us if there's any way we can help you with your search um, or help you navigate this landscape you know i i think it's not something i wanted to do alone but i kind of did with just the support of my family but there's other folks out there that have a vested interest in uh where you spend your time uh working and playing
1: for sure and and all those things so please tap in i'm a resource i'm a i'm available talk about life current situations where you see yourself going um even if you don't know that's okay we can talk about that too um but yeah just be confident in where you are knowing that there are, are folks out here that are really championing and, and being advocates for you in this space and so please i know evan is going to share this out um definitely lock in and uh reach out to me i'm i'm available as much as i can be so
0: absolutely thank you sircia i really appreciate you being on this episode i think we i think we got deep and talked about some really important things to both of us that i know um you know kind of carries through to most of the things that we do in, in our personal lives yeah. and our professional lives so i really appreciate the the candidness and uh, this conversation now, i appreciate
1: it i know it's been a long time coming but it's well worth the wait and so kudos to you and, and the team and what y'all are building over here um i know this is a, a space that you are thriving in so i'm good to be in your house <laughs> <laughs> pay a visit. so thank you
0: thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by inTulsa initiatives. If you're interested in learning more about inTulsa services for job placement and workforce development, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you'll get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure we put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.